Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. The theme for the Summer Blast this week was the kingdom. It was about going into the kingdom. And sometimes you hear the word kingdom in, in, in relation to faith or, or Christianity, and it gets like, what does that even mean? Um, it, it can sometimes come across like just Christianese or, or kind of language that you only hear in church. The kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Well, today, quickly, because um, I want to leave room for the kids who are going to perform at the very end. Uh, but I want to just address a little bit of what we see Jesus explain uh, a way into the kingdom. Um, and I'm going, to, I'm going to do that through a few parables that Jesus told. Uh, it says in Romans 14, uh, verses 17, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is about righteousness, which really means right standing with God, uh, peace with God, and then joy. There's actually joy that you can find in God through the Holy Spirit. Um, and so that really the context here is that a lot of people in that culture, uh, the, the, the writer of the Romans is speaking to a culture where there's Jews and Gentiles and there's all these rules and regulations and everyone's confused about what can you eat and what can't you eat. And they're focused so much on the do's and the don'ts that, that they think that actually the kingdom of God is about rules. I'm telling you, there's people in here who came in here this morning and you think of God, church, religion, rules. It's all, oh, you just can't do this now. I can't be a Christian because you can't do X, Y, and Z. And, and really what the writer is saying here is that, no, it's not about that. It's actually not about a rule book. It's not about a tablet on, of stone. It's not about just the do's and the don'ts, the law. It's, you're missing the point that the kingdom of God is about right standing with God, meaning a relationship with God, meaning there's no offense with God any longer. Uh, there's peace with God, meaning you know who you are, your creator, you've accepted that he has created you, you're at one with him, you're on full power, you could say, because when you know who you are, then you get to operate the way you were supposed to operate in the first place. You don't have to get sidetracked with this thing called sin. You don't have to, you don't have to get sidetracked with, with trying to fulfill your purpose your own way or find, finding peace your own way, which usually doesn't work. You don't have to get sidetracked with trying to find joy in the wrong places, in the wrong spaces, in the wrong faces. Come on, is anyone with me? <laughs> that when you find out who you truly are in God and Jesus, then you actually find your true self as you submit to His ways. And so today I want to talk to you about a message called A Pathway Into the Kingdom. Let's pray. God, I just pray and thank you that, Father, you're good. And that you call us into a relationship with you. And you've given us simple pathways to come into your kingdom, into your peace, into your joy, and into your purpose. Help us today speak to every one of us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. We're going to have the scriptures on the screen here. Uh, if you have a Bible, you can get that out and take notes as well. So I'm going to talk through a few parables. The guys have done a great job the last few weeks with Johnny last week and Peter uh, speaking uh, Johnny was speaking through parables last week, and Peter done an incredible job as well. And so just so thankful to have other guys here, great teachers in the church. So 
I want to look at this first parable in Luke 18. And so Jesus is trying to explain them, and what he's really trying to do is they don't get it. They don't understand how to get into the kingdom, so he's trying to give them an earthly story, just a normal story, but it's got a heavenly meaning. And so we pick up here in verse 8, and it says, And Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain time there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. So he's really saying this judge wouldn't be swayed. He was just going to do what he wanted to do himself. And there was a widow in that town that kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. He was probably just saying, I don't really care. It's inconvenience for me. I don't really want to help you out because I'm too busy doing other stuff. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she, she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says and will not, bring God, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who will cry out to him day and night, who will keep putting, who, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly, however, when the Son of Man comes, who will Will he find faith on the earth today? He's talking about a pathway of persistent prayer. You know, some of you, some, so there's some parents in here today, and they're here today because th- there's a persistent kid in their house that attended Summer Blast and said, Mommy, Daddy, can we go on Sunday? There's going to be an ice cream van. There's going to be animals. We're going to sing a song. And listen, you didn't want to go. You don't want to be here. You wanted to sleep in or go to a play park somewhere, something that you thought might be easier, less awkward, more convenient. But because of a persistent kid, hello, welcome. Because they kept harping on. I know I remember some of my nieces. There was one day we were at home and there was a new, there was a new play park down in Kern just built. And they heard about it and they kept asking their parents, can we go to the play park? Can we go to the play park? Can we go to the play park? Here, can we go to the play park, Mommy, please? And they they would have all these different tones. Mommy, can we go to the play park? Mommy, can we go to the play park? Mommy, please, I'll be a good girl the rest of the week. Mommy, can we go to the play park? I'm going to cry. And they were persistent, and they continued on. And then guess what happened? Mommy brought them to the play park. The play park. Another story. I have a wife. We're lying in bed at night, as you do, on your phone, as you probably shouldn't do, but you do a lot of the time. And all of a sudden, I'm lying, and we're both on our, I'm on my iPad. She's on her phone or or tablet of some sort, Kindle. But all of a sudden, every night, I'd be getting these messages through of these cockapoos, a puppy. And I've told her, before we got married, I come without a dog. And she said, I come with a dog, well, but you're okay that we're, go- we're going without a dog, right? And she agreed to that, but she had a strategy. It's called persistent. <laughs> persistent Instagram messaging. And so I'm sitting on my phone, and I keep getting these. I'm just sitting right beside me, not talking. And I'm ping, 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 ping. The, the red, you know, <laughs> the, the red mail sign is just growing by the minute. I would say consistently for two years, 
I was persistently getting messages, pictures, videos of cute cockapoos in my inbox while my wife was sitting right beside me. Guess, guess where we are now? We're six months in and we have a cockapoo puppy and my wife is obsessed. Persistence. <laughs> so am I. So am I. Persistence in prayer. Jesus is trying to tell them a simple example. Listen, there's power and persistency. There's maybe something in your life right now that God wants you to keep showing up in prayer. He doesn't just want you to just show up one off, and if it doesn't work the first time, you give up. I remember someone telling me about the kingfisher. The kingfisher is a bird that goes in to try and fish. They said that a kingfisher, in order to catch the average fish, has to get into the water 47 times before it's successful once. Persistence. There's something that in the kingdom of God, if we want to see God move in our life, we have to commit ourselves to the pathway of persistence. Are you with me? <laughs> Parable number two. It says in verse nine, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. These are two people which are hated in this, this culture. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you. <laughs> God, I thank you that I'm not like, not like these other people, the robbers, the evildoers, the adulterers, or even the tax collector. I fast twice a week. You know, he's feeling all proud and I'm so holy. I fast twice a week, which there's nothing really wrong with. It's a good thing. We give a tenth of all I get, which is good. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. There's a pathway into the kingdom here that Jesus is trying to explain. It's a pathway of vulnerability. It's a pathway of humility. It's a pathway of realizing, listen, I am a sinner. I am not perfect. That I, listen, you can look all day and compare it to people who are more messed up than you, but it doesn't justify yourself before God. It actually brings pride into your heart, hardness into your heart. Why? Because God's not about rules and regulations. Because what happens when you do things right with rules and regulations is you come into church or you come in before God as if you deserve it. I'm worthy. But when you do things wrong, what happens? You run. You disappear. I'm not going to church. I feel bad about last night. I'm not talking to those Christians. I'm not, I don't want to spend time with God because I'm guilty. What happened to Adam and Eve in the garden when they were guilty? They ran, they hid, they felt naked, ashamed. And so what is he saying? Hey, this text, this man who was ashamed, who was broken, came before God broken, vulnerable, and say, God, have mercy on me. And God said, that man is justified. That man I can reach. That man I can change. That person I, I can work with because they're open and they're vulnerable. And so what are we saying? We're saying it's not about the rules. It's not about the regulations. It's about your heart being open before God. And when it is, God will change your heart. He will change who you are from the inside out. He will give you peace. He will give you joy. But it first looks like saying, God, I haven't got all right. I've made some mistakes along the way. 
I'm going to be honest with you. That's where we begin. In a healthy place with the pathway of vulnerability. You know, you know we were doing the barbecue flyers uh, before uh, last week. And I'll be honest, the last few years, I sense God telling me, you've got to go and invite your neighbors. If you really want to reach some people, Phil, outside of your sphere of influence and you want to see this thing succeed, you're going to have to like get out of your comfort zone. And if I'm the leader and the leader can't break through, how can you expect other people to do the same? Because if you want to break through church, you need breakthrough people. And so I put it off, let's be honest, I put it off for a few years. Why? I was, it, was not, it was not comfortable. I was like, ah, oh, sure, they'll come if they want to, right? <laughs> sure, they, did, will they not all see our Instagram and our Facebook posts? And this, this year I sucked it up and, and let go of my pride and the excuses. And we, I actually got a, a bunch of people and we all went around together and just sent a few simple invites out. I'm, it was actually incredible. I had neighbors just across the street from me just saying, yeah, I feel like I need to get saved. I, like I only invited them to a barbecue and they were like, I need to get saved. What? I haven't even said anything yet. Just the, I was like, what is going on here? And we ended up, our barbecue, because of what, we sent out a few invites, just simple invites to, to free food and bouncy castles, end up with double the amount that we normally would have and connected with people. And it wasn't this, hey, come to church and we're going to tell you how much of a sinner you are. It was like, hey, let's come connect with us. We, we love you. We want to see you. God's not here to condemn you. That was our message, and that's our message today. We're not here to celebrate, about, celebrate how good we are. We don't sing about, oh, we're so worthy. No, we say, you are worthy, God. We're here to celebrate the goodness of God, not the failure of, of our own lives or the mistakes that we have made. We, we focus on God's goodness. And that's what changes us, and that's what justifies us, and that's how we start to stand back on our feet. And we come back to our, God's original plan for our life and, and our identity gets realigned and who we are gets realigned and everything falls into place, but we must first submit to His way. And sometimes that starts and looks like failure. Sometimes we're not really open to change until something, like I'll be honest, it's good to be honest, right? When you're at a church on a stage trying to speak God's word. Our, our, our kitchen out there was a mess. It just kept building up and up. And actually, Julie here just said, this is a disgrace. <laughs> it's like, hey, what's going on here? Who's in, who's in charge of this? And I was like, um, yeah, we need to get someone who's, yeah, got better hygiene than me, obviously, according to Julie. But anyhow, because she called that out, it was tr- element, there's elements of that were true. Well, this week we went and made the call and got new shelving in. We've got a cleaner coming in. We've got all sorts going on. Because it came to a place of failure. It had failed us. The standard had dropped so low. But now we're back. We've resurrected to a new level. And honestly, life is a bit like that. That's what our church name means, resurrection life. The R stands for resurrection. It is the Bible numerology for new life in Christ. But sometimes things have to die, have to break, have to fail before we realize I need help. And I think that's what's happening in this story. You become vulnerable before God. Then God says, you're ready. I've hit my ceiling. Well, your ceiling is God's platform. God's only getting started once you've reached the end of yourself. Can I get an amen? 
Last point and last parable. In Luke 18, verses 15, people were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands upon them. And when the disciples saw this, they rebuked him. I guess they were probably thinking, Jesus, you've got more important things to do than to, to lay hands on babies. You know, they're crying, it's noisy, it's messy. He needs to go and do miracles, all these, these amazing healings. And he needs to be going talking to, to kings and princes and red carpet. He doesn't need to be around babies and creches and primary schools. And so I guess that's what they were thinking. They rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. As Dylan comes forward, we want to finish. And so what we hear here is, is we see these mothers and these families coming to Jesus with persistence. The path with persistence is in operation here. They're coming at him and to the point where that Jesus' people are trying to stop them. It's, it's, it's forceful in a way. There's also the pathway of vulnerability at play here because a baby is vulnerable. And they realize if we can get Jesus to touch our child on the head, we've seen his power. We've seen what he possesses. We've seen the holiness that he carries. If he can just touch our child, something will transfer Something will shift in the spiritual realm that's going to change the future of my baby. There's a pathway of vulnerability at play. Take my vulnerable child who needs me. Protect him. Bless him. Bless her. Protect her. But finally, the pathway of time. Jesus said, listen, I'm not too busy to to let the little children come to me. I'm not too busy to protect the generational line. I'm not too busy to break the chains of addiction that have followed our family for, de for decades and, and generations. I'm not too busy to give attention to a baby who can, can really not repay me anything instant right now. The baby's just needy. And so the question I have for you is, what is first when it comes to your time in your life, is the Bible talks about keep the Sabbath day holy. What is that talking about? It's saying, hey, put God first. One day a week. Lay everything down. Let your soul rest. Reset. Yes, you want to make more money and take that job, and, but I'm going, to, I'm going to put that to the side. I'm going to, in faith, believe that God's going to look after me despite my, my, my fear of not having enough. I'm going to ask God to put his hand upon our situation. I'm going to ask God to put his hand of provision, his hand of peace. As I, I feel fear starting to well up in my soul. The pathways of persistence, the pathways of vulnerability, the pathway of time. See, this week, our, our kids team, they didn't have to be here every night cleaning, having energy after working a day job building for weeks the set that we had up here you'll see it in the, in the videos and the pictures cleaning up to get ready for the Sunday 
working 40 hour weeks and then another 20 or 30 for some. Didn't have to do that. Didn't have to give that time. And of course, it's not a normal way of living. But they created space and they created time. They walked into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, every leader that I've seen that has attended this week, they're not walking around weary today. They're not walking around discouraged, even though they've exercised over and above. They're walking around full of joy and full of God's peace and full of God's purpose because they walked through the pathways into the kingdom. Because that's what the kingdom looks like. If you look to God through your natural filter, I, I can't do the rule book. I can't give up drink. I can't give up all these surface things. We're looking the wrong way to the wrong thing. This is what Jesus was trying to tell them. The kingdom of God is not about those things. Yeah, of course, when God changes your heart, those, the symptoms of those things will start to shift because you've got a relationship with a God that loves you, that speaks to you, that changes your heart, of course. But it's not the main thing. Just love this verse. It says in Proverbs 3 and 5, it says, Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him. And He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring, watch, health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You see, God's way is above your way. It's beyond your way. He created us. He knows how we function. He's got a successful path for you. Even as you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear evil when He's with you. Listen, life's path is not always easy. But with God, it's always possible to succeed. It's always possible to overcome. It's always possible to have peace in the storm. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.